0: The New Testament in the Bible was the only manuscript, manual, um, blue book I could find that was... I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I wanted to refer to the board again. The, the two systems of right and wrong you can live by. Uh, I do good, I get good, I do bad, I get bad. That's law. And if I have my percentage then I can feel good about me as a person. Now that may not be accurate, but I can feel that way, okay. And then the system where if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good, eventually, which is called grace. Um, you know, we look to uh, to scripture as sort of Okay, let's go see what the truth is about this issue. And Paul was really describing this system when he taught about grace and and saying, and he's trying to explain it. And from reading the text, you can just see his uh, followers, they just can't get it. It just doesn't compute. It's 1 plus 1 equals 4 to them. And finally, one of them speaks up and says, Well, wait a minute. If that were true, then we could just go sin more on purpose. And we'd still be saved. If that were true, and I think probably Paul's answer surprised him, yeah, you could do that. And you would still be saved. But he went on, If you do that, you really don't understand because this system Change your changes your wants, it changes your have to's into want to's, um, and and makes it where you're okay no matter what. Well, one of the things I love, uh, in regard to which of these two systems is real, well, they're both real, but a lot of people don't believe that, and Are they both legitimate? Can I really just choose to live under either one? Well, the Corinthian church in the New Testament was about to split over um, meat sacrifice to idols, the observance of holy days, and circumcision. The Jews said, you have to be circumcised, you can't eat meat sacrificed to idols, you have to observe the holy days, etc. And the Gentiles said, no, we're free in Christ now, we don't have to do any of that. And they were at each other and they were about to split. And so they called the great Apostle Paul in to render judgment. You know? And I feel pretty sure that both sides thought he would he would side with them when he came. It is fascinating and so encouraging to me what he said. He, he said, well, here's the deal. If you want to observe the holy days, observe the holy days. If you don't want to observe the holy days, don't deserve a, observe the holy days. If you want to eat, the meat sacrificed to idols as long as it doesn't cause a brother to stumble. Go ahead. It's just meat. God made it. It's just meat. It didn't come from uh, the devil because it was using a pagan uh, ritual. It didn't come from the devil. They just took it. It came from God and he made it. So, yes, you can use it for good as long as it doesn't make some, a brother stumble. You don't want to eat meat sacrificed to idols, fine, don't eat it. You want to be circumcised, go ahead. If you don't, don't! Uh, it's beautiful! All of these things that they are probably fighting mad about, about to split the church, uh, all this huge catastrophe kind of stuff. And Paul says, doesn't matter. Do what you you feel best about doing. You know, as long as it's not murder or some, you know, obvious thing. Do what you feel best about. But then he says, But there is one thing. You have to love and accept each other. That's what you have to do. But all this other stuff, do whatever you want to do. You have to love and accept each other. Well, again, that's grace. You do good, you get good. You do bad, you still get good. I love you no matter what. It's unconditional. You do something that I like, I love you. You do something I don't like, I still love you. I've asked my kids uh, ever since they were born and able to communicate, Two questions, and it's gotten to, to it's gotten to where if I start to ask them today, <laughs> after about three words, they know what I'm going to ask, and they kind of roll their eyes and give me the answer. Um, but it's interesting. Number one, what could you do that would make me love you more, Harry? What would you do? What could you do that would cause me to love you more? Harry's answer, nothing, Dad. Correct. All right, George. What could you do that would make me love you less? Get arrested, put in jail, who knows, whatever. Correct answer, nothing, Dad. Right. Nothing you can do, nothing you cannot do that will change how I love you. I love you more and more all the time without my heart, with all my heart, no matter what. Well, that's the system. That's the grace system. You know, when I started, uh, let me move this out of the way. After Hope uh, kicked me out of the house, and we were separated for a little over six weeks <clears throat> and I didn't even know if I believed there was a God anymore. I just started devouring everything. Okay, every religious text, not just the Bible, but every religious text. The Quran, uh, New Age material about what they believe, uh, Scientology, all the major religions, and <clears throat> I came to the conclusion, excuse me, that it had to all be about love versus fear. Okay? Because those are spiritual issues. All right? Often, Often the source of them is deep in your unconscious mind or even inherited. Okay? It had to be about that. We're all born with an essence in us of fear and love. And one of the major points of this life, maybe the point, is which are we going to choose? And we have to have both. If, if you eliminated all fear but had love, well, that's not love because love requires a choice to not love. And fear is the opposite of love. So you have to have both. And they have to be, to some extent, hopefully kind of equally powerful all right so we're born with this essence of love versus fear and it, and so it's and if we if we function in love then our brain nervous system mind body spirit works exactly the way it's supposed to we have positive thoughts positive feelings and emotions uh, we take the correct action, the great majority of the time we're uh, relatively healthy, without any big health problems usually, etc. If we choose the way of fear, anger, sadness, unforgiveness, rejection, if we choose that way, which is kind of the way we are programmed to live early in life, those first few years when survival is a really big deal, If we choose that way, we immediately start malfunctioning. Okay, Uh, According to a wonderful book by a friend of mine who switched off my brain, Dr. Leaf, we have zero mechanisms in us for the negative. Every mechanism in us is for the positive. We malfunction when our hypothalamus senses where, in other words, we're either choosing consciously or unconsciously fear. And when we do that, we start to malfunction and then we malfunction more and more and more. We have negative, negative chemicals which produce negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative actions and behaviors. Our cells go into stress mode and start to break down over time to illness and disease and other things. Okay. We we it's just a fact. When we live or choose fear, we start to malfunction and keep malfunctioning as long as we do that. We feel, think, and choose love and we don't malfunction. Positive thoughts, feelings, etc. Okay, so the essence of... All spirituality, if there is a higher power, to me, this at least this was my reasoning after Hope kicked me out of the house, is choosing love, but for us to be able to do that, there has to be the other choice, the opposite, fear. And it's also the way our brain and nervous system work and are programmed. Well, I believe with all my heart that if there's a higher being, a god a that they would choose love because love is the smart decision it's the higher decision it's you know we all know that all right so if there's a higher power who built us to love because we malfunction if we don't so we know that's true it has to be because the nature of god is love and god knows that is the choice. That's what it's all about. And, and, and that's how God's built. Alright? Well, I could only find one religion spiritual group that was about the love and grace. Okay? In other words, just about every spiritual group I found was about you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad. A system of do's and don'ts, a system of rules and laws. You have to do this, and you have to do it this way, and if you don't, then you're, you may not be a good person if you don't live up to your percentage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay? The New Testament in the Bible was the only manuscript, manual, um, blue book I could find that was that was real grace. let me get a marker here. It was the only one I could find that was real grace. Now, what do I mean by real grace? Well, I think there's a cheap grace and the cheap grace is just um. Well, we're just going to arbitrarily say that no matter what anybody does, we're going to have love for them and feel positive feelings and whether we really do or not, whether we really believe that's appropriate or not, if survival of the fittest is the rule of the day, then again, love doesn't make sense. But you can't have cheap grace because you have to have for any workable for any workable set of guidelines or rules for any civilization i believe you have to have grace justice and truth. Okay. Cheap grace or free grace violates justice. So any organization, and there are some out there, that say, well, we're not saying there's a God or anything. We're just saying that uh, we're giving everybody love and grace and forgiveness, carte blanche, no matter what, and it's just on our authority that we are saying that's the way it is. Well, that won't work. Okay, Every civilization we have ever found had a system of justice. In fact, if you and I were on an airplane that crashed and now all of a sudden we're together on this desert island and we're going to try to survive and there's 50 or 75 of us, the very first thing that will be done, usually, is to set up a system of justice. Okay, you take care of the water because we've only got so much water and everybody only gets one bottle a day. You take care of the food and ration it out to last 10 days at least because we believe we'll be rescued but we're not sure when. And so ration it out equally so that it'll last for about... That's the first thing we do. And then if somebody sneaks and steals two bottles of water because they're really thirsty and one didn't do it, what happens? Well, they convene the people to see, okay, what, what should we do with this person that broke our law? Are we going to sort of put him in a cave and, and arrest him for a while so that he doesn't steal again? Or are we going to make him promise that he is not ever going to do anything like that again, or the next time we'll do this or that? Alright? We would absolutely do that. And every civilization we've discovered does that. The New Testament was the only Oh. Of course. I forgot the most important one. Love. Um, the New Testament is the only religious spiritual text I can find with All of these. True grace, but also true grace with 100% justice. A price had to be paid for the wrong. Either I've got to pay it, or you've got to pay it, or somebody does. And in the New Testament, God says, I'll pay it with the thing that hurts me more than anything else could possibly hurt me in my life and yes I will choose that because I love Alex I love Hope, I love George, I love whatever your name is and so even though I'm God I'm not choosing just to do away with all this and start over in a way that I don't have to suffer or cause me pain which I think is what I would do if I were God No, he said no, I choose Alex and to go through the pain and suffering. Now, that is grace with justice. The grace is purchased in fairness, in line with the system of justice. And then you have to have truth over falsehood. And I've already shared with you some of the um, falsehoods that we grow up believing about church and maybe some of the falsehoods we grow up believing about whether there is or is not a God and not a God seems logical in the sense that I don't see any miraculous things happening but then when you actually do the math maybe that's not the one that's more logical. Maybe having to have a miracle for all this to be here it works better for that to come to a system where miracles happen and are assumed possible at any time versus the system that says no, everything is natural, there is no God, there, there are no miracles. It has to happen without a miracle in a situation where that seems impossible. Okay, but anyway the New Testament was the only religious text I could find that had all of these. Grace, justice, truth, love. Love your enemies, help your enemies, consider your the other person as equal or even better and greater than yourself, okay? And that it's all about love and that this system of law actually works against love. It's interesting, in the Old Testament of the Bible, this is the system they thought they were under. If I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. And so they would go and confess their sins and have their sins atoned for with sacrifices and things like that. And they believed they were in this system. But, But the Bible tells us they weren't really even though they thought they were. Because Paul says, was Abraham justified by what he did or by what he believed? Okay, what he did was the right answer in this system. What he believed is the right answer in this system. And that's what Paul said. He was justified by what he believed, not by what he did. Indicating that in God's mind, he was always going by this system, even though they thought They were in this system. And to me, that's one of the crazy, crazy things about God. Is, okay, we have the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve, we don't know how long it took, but eventually they're in a, a utopian situation. They only have one don't. They only have one thing that has life or death written on it and that's the thing they choose after some period of time and and sin and disobey God's law for which they were cast out of the Garden of Eden because there couldn't be any sin in there. Uh, So that didn't work but God knew in advance it wasn't going to work. One of the amazing things about all of Scripture to me is that after that God chose plan B instead of plan A. You ever think about that? After the Garden of Eden, why didn't God just go straight to Jesus dying for all of us and grace? Why did we go through all those, you know, thousands of years of of believing we're in this system which tends to increase fear more than love? Why did he do that? Nobody starts with plan B. I mean, you know, have you ever heard of that? On a, on a building, a bridge, on a new corporation or something, they have a meeting and say, okay, we've got plan A and plan B. Plan A is the one that we really think is the solution. Uh, show of hands for, the, for starting with plan B. <laughs> Nobody would do that that i can think of i've never done that in my business or whatever intentionally anyway god started with plan b you know the only reason i can come up for that come up with for that is that god knew that our natural mind mean related to nature here on earth for our natural mind, everything is natural law. Okay? Physics, gravity, all that sort of stuff. Action reaction, this is this is the system of action-reaction. Reap what you sow. That's natural law. This this may not be true, <clears throat> but I believe God started with plan B instead of plan A for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, if he'd started with grace, we wouldn't have believed it. Nothing works that way. You kidding? Just, just you know, it doesn't matter if you do it right or not. Uh, I'm forgiven either way. That did not make any sense. I think we had to go through years of this and having it proven to us that this system will never work. It is, at its heart, a flawed system. In fact, even in the Bible, it says that God did this specifically so that sin would increase, because that's what the law does. Well, why would he want sin to increase for us to realize that no matter how well we do, not a single one of us can do it right? That's what I believe. And then after having that convinced to us for generations and generations and generations, nobody can do it right, meaning completely right. Most of us can't even get our own percentage where we can feel okay about ourselves, but no one does it completely right, all right? Only then does God introduce the system, okay, I knew that in advance. I knew you wouldn't be able to do it. And before I ever started any of this, I had it covered. I had the price paid for you. Because it has to be grace and justice. The Bible, Jesus that type of Christianity is the only system I could find anywhere that had all of these. Either there was no justice, it was just supposed to be free, which broke down and didn't work long term, or there's no grace. You reap what you sow and that's it and so we're judging you every time you mess up and so is God and No, no. Love would never choose that for the object of its love. Love would choose this for the object of its love.